Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And we are here with a guest, the Beachy Afghan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Anything else that you want to share? So my pronouns are she, her. And I was born in Germany. I'm the daughter of a refugee, Afghan refugee family. And so my mother was a teenager when she came to Germany. And my father was not old. And so, but we moved to the States when I was like a baby, a toddler. But, you know, things didn't work out. So we, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, my mom and I, uh, my mom, she is one of the first women in my family that got a divorce in an Afghan family. That's a huge deal. Yeah, so we moved her. I mean, back. I won't say good for yeah. her, but good for her. Uh, yeah. 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 Good yeah. for her. Yeah. Super good for, good for both yeah. of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so my mom's family, they live, most of them, you know, they live in Germany. So we moved back. And so, yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. We were talking, like, when we were emailing back and forth, we talked a little bit about how, like, as Arabs, we deal with certain stereotypes, you know, micro, macro aggressions in the U.S. And I feel like you can kind of relate um, and probably have some overlapping experiences. Um, And, yeah, I'd like to hear about your experience in Europe as someone of who's a daughter of Afghan. Um, so for me I think it's also a bit different because I moved to Germany as like I was I was nine and so like growing up in the U.S. for me um, I went to a very I went I lived in a very diverse neighborhood I went to a school where the majority of the kids were black I have black family members Mm -hmm. um, but I was always privileged enough to not experience racism but I did did understand that like black people that for them it's a huge issue the like racism is a huge issue so Mm -hmm. But like when we moved to Germany, I suddenly like was completely different because like where we grew up, it was not a very diverse neighborhood at all. We were like the only immigrants that lived around like that neighborhood. And but of course we were like the you're not that kind of immigrants. You're not that kind of no. brown people. You know, yeah. you like the good people. You like, you know, because yeah. oh, you so, came yeah, to the you US. Yeah. Yeah. So like and no, no, because like my 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 mom's family, like my grandparents, they've been living in Germany for like years now. Oh, okay. So they have like this reputation of, oh, but they're well integrated. At least they like speak German, you know, like yeah, these kind like, of uh-huh. good brown person, bad brown person. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So when I moved to Germany, I didn't speak the language because for neither my parents, German is their mother tongue. So they didn't teach me. And um, I had to learn German like from start from scratch. And and I went to school and like, you know, like, German people, they're not I'm not going to like generalize and say they're all mean, uh, but they're very <laughs> reserved people. They're very reserved people. So they're not going to be like, ooh, ooh, this is a new girl. Let's go talk to her. Like, they're not going to be like that. That for me as a kid, it's really hard. And if no one looks like you, it's also like it's a, you know, and then like the language doesn't sound nice. So anyways, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I think like if you're not used to, I don't think it's being mean. I mean, racism is a different issue, but just like, I don't know, temp- it's just a different way of relating to people. And if you're not used to it, like yeah. it, it does feel yeah. Cold. So yeah, and then yeah. like, and then after like, so until nine eleven, it was like, well, I just look different, and maybe like my German is not that like fluent, but whatever, it's fine. And at some point, you know, after six months, kids are like super like quick with learning languages, mm-hmm. so it was fine. Yeah. And so, but after nine eleven, things did change, and so like I, as I assume for everyone everywhere yeah. in the West, um, at least, and so um, I, you know, like I remember exactly that day after nine eleven, I went to school. 
And I remember, like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think that me being a Muslim or being from a Muslim family or even from an Afghan family would be an issue. I really, I was very, like, naive. I didn't really think about it. And I remember that my teacher, she was really a nice teacher, um, but she said, you know, like, she was trying to explain, like, terrorism. And she was like, she's not going to, like, throw a bomb on your house. And I'm like, what? God. <laughs> you know, like, there are these kind of yeah. Muslims and these kind of Muslims. And I'm like, what? What? Uh, I never said so I was going to throw a bomb on anyone's like, house. How did this even come to your uh, mind? Yeah. yeah, like, so, and, you know, and after That's that, I was like, God. yeah, and, like, she was that kind of teacher that always, like, throughout the 10 years that I had her as a teacher, or six years I had her as a teacher, she would always be like, oh, do you speak Arabic? I'm like, no, I don't. And, like, you know, I don't. <laughs> but at the same time, like, when we studied different kind of religions and we studied Islam, she was, like, super, like, supportive. She wanted me to bring the Quran and everything, like, that, you know, it was like like yeah. well-meaning, but um, not not eating. You didn't yeah. nail it. No. Not, yeah. yeah, right, not exactly. Like there. she didn't, she didn't know her like her shit. To be <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, and so like after that, like these comments, like from I went to an all-girls Catholic school. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> and so we had like a boys' school, and the boys they would always be like, "Ooh, you know, there's a girl from the like terrorist camp and everything." They were like making jokes. They were not trying to hurt yeah. my feelings. I think, yeah. like per se, but. So these kind of things, and then, you know, like growing older, when I would say, oh, where are you from? And then um, they'd be like, oh, what? You're from Afghanistan? But like, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, what's crazy about it? It was crazy. And then it's a place like, a lot yeah, of people like, are there. It's a like, geographic Do you know the Taliban? I'm like, uh, no, I don't. Like, yeah, that's my cousin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. You're like, like sure, they're all on like, speed dial. <laughs> Right. And like, yeah, like, I'm not going asking around, do you know Hitler? Do you know, like, right. Yeah. yeah. And so like, and then, you know, people would be like, oh, do you know who Osama bin Laden is? And like, you guys know he's not even Afghan, right? Like, yeah. do you have to research? It, it just pisses me. Like, as a kid, I wasn't so aware of it. But like, starting my 20s, mid 20s, I'm now my, my, I turned 30. Um, there it's out. I'm I'm 30 and I'm not married. <laughs> Whoa, um, yeah, I know it's scandal. Um, I, I I just got I just get very impatient now, and so like, you know, it's yeah. I just I'm just very impatient when people make these comments, and it's really really happens a lot. Like people will always ask huh. me, uh, "Do you know them? Do you know this? Do you know?" I'm like, what's the like? What's your oh, deal? What do you like, mean by like, do you know? Like, do I know them personally? Have I heard no, about these people? <laughs> yeah. Have I heard about these so, people yeah. in the news like you have? Like, what do you mean? Do you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I was interested because you've lived in both the U.S. and Germany to hear, like, differences and um, I don't know what, like, racialization and racism looks like in those two places. I was kind of surprised yeah. when you said there wasn't that much racism in the U.S., but then you mentioned it was before 9-11. And I think it was, yeah. 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 And I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm like, I am, I have, like, I'm, like, olive skin tone, so I'm not really okay. super dark so like I am privileged in that sense. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm like super white passing or anything, because I'm not like I'm not white enough for right, that. Right. But at, at that but, point, I think like before nine eleven, people just weren't like they weren't yeah. knowing how to be racist towards that category of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also people half the time like think I'm Latina. So uh-huh. I and also because I grew up in a diverse neighborhood, I went to a very diverse school. I never mm-hmm. really thought I like it wasn't, I you know like not being. I was not exposed to that kind of things. As a black kid, I think yeah. it's super different. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't. So, and I think, yeah, my experiences, you know, experience as a kid, they're so like you, there are certain things you don't, you're not aware of, I think. 
and so like yeah even i think a kid growing up now in that age that i live there it's gonna be way harder i think Mm -hmm. and so yeah and also like in germany it's also like job wise it's really hard like my last name is not that crazy but still it's different and like there was a friend of mine she um sent me this article or told me about it and it's like German people would rather not offend you. And if they see your last name, like on human, like human resources, if that's a German person sitting there and like they see your CV and it's like a weird name in their eyes, like weird, um, they'll be like, ah, you know what? I'm just not going to bother. I don't want to like offend them. I don't want to like pronounce their name wrong or anything. So I'm just not going to call them. That's it. Oh my God. Um, You know, people talk political correctness gone wrong. Like that's actually (laughs) (laughs) super gone wrong. Like. God. way wrong wrong but yeah so like that's kind of the thing you know and then like also like there's other other kind of like you know like i'm not i don't know how to say but like you know you never like you're not brown enough for like german people but then you're not white enough either mm-hmm. right you know like so like uh but then they're like oh but you don't look afghan I get that that a lot. I mean, I am mixed, but still, like, half Saudi. Half Saudi, and I've gotten that so much. Like, you don't look Saudi. And I don't know how to, I never know how to answer that. Like, And then, you know what I don't get? You know what I don't get? Like, people understand. I had this conversation with one of the followers. So, um, like, you have the people, like, they grasp the concept of that, like, in Europe people look so different, right? You have like Northern Europeans that are super white and blonde, and then right. you go Southern Europe, and then they're like dark hair, you know, and like yeah. olive tone skin. But then people don't get that, like complete Asia can be the same. Like everyone in Asia looks the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. people, like, wh- like why don't you, why do you get that, but you don't get that? Like, that's just yeah, it's, out it's of my uh, It's a bigger <laughs> continent, so there's probably even more of a range. You know, yeah. like, exactly, there's gonna be like more differences. And I think that's, like I've had this conversation so many times and like with people saying oh but you like you don't look like the typical dark afghan and I'm like first of all um I'm not like um they oh, they always be like um yeah but anyways like during summer I'm going to be like way more tan than you are and like first of all no that's not going to happen <laughs> and like second of all like who are you to strip me like from my identity like who are you to yeah. say you don't yeah. look afghan like who, what do you know like and I've had that from so many people being like, oh, you don't look Afghan. So, yeah, I'm, I'm browner than you are. So you don't actually you're not actually brown because I'm more tan than you are during the summer. That that argument I've heard so many times. Yeah. It pisses me off. Even and even and in like, like, no, hun, you turn orange during summer. So yeah, sorry. Orange is different than tan. One. Yeah. Just, uh, even like in um, Arab countries, like it's the same. Like people think there's just this one look. I, I don't know. Exactly. And people like when people tell me i don't look saudi they'll often be like i would have thought you were lebanese i'm like do you not realize that like even lebanese people within the lebanese population there's a range of like (laughs) people look a lot of different ways like features yeah yeah i'm just gonna you like i think the next time like people like someone if someone says something to me i'm just gonna be like so you get that in europe people look differently but you can't get that people like in i don't know let's say middle east look differently like sorry but that's just that's just you being ignorant Right? Yeah, so. yeah. I also think there's like people who like whatever version of um, either you don't look like X or you don't seem you don't act like mm-hmm. a typical X when they mean it as a compliment. Yeah, that's so yeah. not a compliment. Yeah. It's not like yeah. a compliment because like that's just showing you saying that shows me that you have like stereotypes in totally. your head in your mind yeah. and you're making it like way worse. 
Yeah, and yeah, and like I don't want to be complimented by like being pitted yeah. against the rest of my people. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. So we were talking about to how your Insta page, which is by any by the way, everyone check it out. It's the Beachy Afghan. Um, it includes. <laughs> it has like really cool posts about like intersectional feminism. Um, I really liked one that you posted about the need for inclusion within both the Muslim community and the LGBT community. Um, mm -hmm. So I was, I was just curious, like what have, what kinds of reactions have you gotten to your platform in general? So I have, I don't have that many followers to begin with. So I, you mm -hmm. know, like, so for starters, I'm not gonna get that much engagement if I had like over 10k followers which i wish i right. had because then i would have a swipe up link that would be super cool anyways <laughs> yeah, i love go the swipe follow up link. her get yeah. her the swipe up link <laughs> but yeah, um, still so... on that too. <laughs> follow for follow. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah follow for follow exactly so um but i still have had great conversations with some of my followers and that we need these kind of conversations and that we need to talk about these topics because being like belonging to the LGBTQ plus community and being a person of faith or religious or how, whatever fits you um, is compatible. It's not it's like it's not one or the other. Right. And so yeah. um, I really like that I've had these kind of like nice and great conversations. But of course, I've had also like stupid comments, you know, about me being brainwashed by the West and like, like oh, God. In the name of sweet baby brown Jesus, I have not been brainwashed. <laughs> and like, um, like, you know, what I don't get is that I think these people are actually brainwashed because they don't see, like, for example, there in Afghanistan, there are gay people, there are lesbians for sure, mm -hmm. and so there are trans. Like, everyone exists in. They all there. They're just hiding, and because it's super, super dangerous. So, and also, I'm like, if you are coming at me and you're like judging me, whatever, I'm like, and you're all being, oh, I'm also Muslim, and then I'm like, well, it can't be because isn't God the only one to judge, like the only one allowed to judge me? And so that's my main argument. Like, if someone comes yeah. at me and judges me, I'm like. Sorry, like, but oh, like, so you're God that's now. not your business. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so like, you're not allowed to judge me anyways. And some like there was one person that was like, oh, no, but I'm trying to point it out to you because you seem like a smart person. I'm like, you know, at some point, I just don't engage anymore because it's just not worth it. And so but yeah, coming back to the actual topic, like so inclusion from the LGBTQ community is not a given. Like mm -hmm. when I I uh, when I started dating my now girlfriend, um, I realized it because I was, I've had friends, you know, in, from the community, but I was never like, I never belonged to the community, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so, because I've always had, like, I've always dated men and boys. And so mm -hmm. um, it's like, it was a new topic for me. Right. And yeah. so um, of course, like she, she supported me in every imaginable way, but of course she was biased, you know, like many people of the LGBTQ community, um, they have to some extent maybe suffered from like because of religion you know and um or like the catholic church or if they're from coming from a muslim family you know like mm -hmm. all these kind of things so i do get that but yeah. we have to be real about it um anti-semitism and islamophobia is real in this community and it's super mm -hmm. hurtful and so i had long conversations with my girlfriend and we were, i was like trying to explain like i can be both and although she kind of understands she only understand it for me like she only like she only knew me that was like a yeah, person of faith yeah. and so you know trying to make it like oh but you know christians can be also like 
you know, gay or lesbian or whatever, and also be a person of faith. And, you know, same goes for Jews and everything. So, you know, trying to open up. And so, um, um, yeah, and so I think the LGTB community has to do better. And of course, like our community, like the Muslim community or the Jewish community or, you know, any kind of religious community or community of faith has to do better. And um, mm. it's, yeah, it's really hard on both sides. And um, for me, for example, like I didn't grow up with social media, you know, like I'm 30, so obviously mm -hmm. I didn't. And I was in my mid, late 20s when I understood that like social media is not only like, you know, hashtag I'm blessed for being in Spain, <laughs> whatever. Right. And like uploading your, you know, pictures of your vacation or whatever. So um, when I started my current relationship, um, I kind of felt lost by both communities. Like I didn't feel like I belonged to either one because, you know, the LGBTQ yeah. community is super white at some point, you know, and, and well, you know, a Muslim community, you know, like I don't even have to explain that. Yeah. So, um, and I was like, surely there's no one like me out there. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, it was an adult, you know, I could have known these things. Like I kind of knew, but then I didn't know. And so I didn't even really know where to look. And so, and then, you know, there you go. Social media was so eye-opening. And then I was like, wow, yeah. I was so in awe, like of all these like influencers kind of, or, you know, all these people that were like out there and from similar backgrounds and, you know, and that's kind of where I'm more or less reconnected with my faith also, because after 9-11, I kind of just didn't want to be that kind of exotic, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be like, you know, kind of exotic where like Germans go on vacation, like Italian right. Spanish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of exotic. So I kind of like, I let my faith go after 9-11. I was just like a cultural Muslim. Yeah, and you know, like what I, it's kind of like also, I, I don't get what people don't get <laughs> that we come all like in, different shapes and forms and colors and with religion it's the same and I don't understand why the LGBTQ community doesn't get that so it's not like the Muslim community is not a like a, a monolith right yeah and no, so, nothing is nothing. I, I think I, nothing I guess, is I guess it's I, I do on one level like you said get that it's hard for people who have like personal trauma with religion to like yes, look beyond I their totally own experience but at mm -hmm. some point you gotta realize that like like those are not the same religious people who hurt you like yeah. queer people exactly. connecting to your faith is different than the like abusive yeah. religious exactly. community that you might yeah. have grown up with I don't, yeah yeah they have like this wall up front and i get that but at some point if you don't want to be an ignorant asshole you then gotta, you gotta break that do wall something yeah you gotta yeah. do something about it because like that's not gonna like it's not gonna work for anyone right and so yeah but like and so basically, I just want like my page for people to know it's like a safe space. And like I went to, it's called Parliament of World Religions <laughs> for work <laughs> a couple of years back. Um, it's really nice. It's, and I, I probably know the imam and from Toronto. Um, if yeah. I, yeah. So I met him there and um, there was a seminar with him and oh, I forgot his name, something Abdullah. He's like mm -hmm. a, a black imam, also super famous. Um, there was a, a, a lesbian priest, I think, and there was a gay rabbi. And I remember this gay rabbi saying, um, he said, like, what I want for my community, I think he was from New York, I'm not sure. Um, what did he say? He said, I, I won't be around for long, and so, or forever, but I do want my community, especially, like, the young ones, like, the youth, I want them to know that, like, on Judgment Day, behind those gates, like, I will be get very emotional because <laughs> mm -hmm. it was super beautiful the way he said it he said i will be behind those gates cheering you on no matter what because i want you to know that you are perfect the way you are and that really hit yeah. me that was so yeah. beautiful the way he said it 
I've, I've told this story like a gazillion times and I every time I just get like tears in my eyes because it was so beautiful the way he said it Aww. and I just want to be that kind of person for other people like if you feel like you're kind of lost and yeah whatever religion whatever faith then I want you to know that my page is fine my page is there and you can come and you can text me and you know Sometimes it's just nice to text with, like, to talk with someone. Totally, totally. It's a and, great page. Um, we... Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah also, you've, like, compiled really awesome, like, information sources. And yeah. people, like, talk down social media. Yeah, but... yeah. we've talked about this a lot, how, like, social media gets such a bad reputation. And but it's, like, sometimes it's, like... like, the best media available for certain topics. Like, sure, it has yeah. its drawbacks, and the companies running it are have a lot of yeah. issues, right? But, like, it's... I mean, it's a way for people to find community right. when they can't find it in their immediate yeah. surrounding life. Yeah, and, like, what other type of yeah. media is someone going to turn to for certain things? Like, you're not going to see yeah. certain representation on TV very often or, like, other types yeah, of, of media. Not. So how about, like, social media? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I, not, not if you live in a country what's yeah. more conservative, you're not going to have access to, like, TV. Like, at least, you know... Right. I don't know, I, at the top of my head, what kind of, like, there were a lot of, a lot of TV shows where, or, like, on Netflix, you know, where you can see yeah. certain, like, series or movies where you, you will have, like, gay representation or lesbian representation or even trans representation. Yeah. But if you live in a conservative society, you're not going to have that. Yeah. So, right. the, and if you're lucky, maybe, like, you have social media, you know, you have access to it, and then that's the only way. Like, yeah. I get it. Social media can be very a very hurtful place and maybe a bad place, like, mm-hmm. toxic. To be honest, yeah, toxic is the word, I guess. Definitely. But with everything, there's good and bad things, so you just gotta make the best out of it. Totally. I think. Do you want to talk about like some of the resources that you've compiled on your Insta page? Because you've you've gathered some really cool um, lists, like for example, such as issues that minority groups in Afghanistan mm-hmm. face. You put that in your. So yeah, like I I do. So first of all, <laughs> I have my Women Crush Wednesdays, um, and I try to do that on a regular basis. So my Women Crush Wednesdays are, um, I dedicate them to women in Afghanistan living there that grew up there, or maybe in Iran or in Pakistan, but then went back to their to Afghanistan to do whatever work they do. Like for example, like mm-hmm. the first female taxi driver, the first female pilot. Well, I haven't mm-hmm. had her, but she will be up at some point. Or you know the. Yeah, or like the first woman that participated in the Olympics, like these kind of things, because I think we don't talk about them too often. It's, um, you know, social media, it focuses a lot on the Afghan diaspora, which I think is amazing because it's also very, very necessary. But we don't focus that much on activists actually living back home Mm -hmm. or back in Afghanistan or any other country, to, to be honest. And so I think at some point I won't have that much, I won't have that many resources less for Afghan women in Afghanistan. Um, so maybe I will go to other countries at some point, but yeah, so my uh, Women Crush Wednesdays are super important to me in that in that sense. Awesome. And, um, and also just to know that people, I also just to show that there is another reality, like there are women fighting like for their rights and doing important things it's not just people from outside you know going there and helping it's just actually you have people on the ground that live there grew up there and know what's best and have done a lot of things but you know like western media doesn't like to talk about that that too much yeah like savior narrative yeah Yeah, exactly exactly that thing so um and also um i have done two or three uh posts about minorities in afghanistan there are more and more coming up but it just takes a long time to compile information and everything 
Um, and I think it's just important for people, not only Afghans, but people from like everywhere, just to know that Af Afghanistan is a country with so many different ethnicities. And then once you know these things, then you will also, like, if you know that and if you understand, then you won't ask, ooh, but you don't look Afghan. Where are you from? Like, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just important to, to me to raise awareness about minority groups. Like, many associate being Afghan or being a real Afghan as being a Pashtun. That's like the majority, like the, the majority of um, Afghans, their, their um, ethnicity. And that type of behavior, especially in the diaspora, but um, is really super toxic. And there's like the minority, the Hazaras, and they're also Shia. And mm -hmm. so they're just as much as Afghan. And people like, try to undermine them saying, oh, but they're not real Afghans. They're, they're descendants from Genghis Khan. And ultimately by saying that, you're saying that these people are not indigenous to Afghanistan. That's simply not true. So, you know, many people are mixed in Afghanistan. Many There's so many people from different parts of, of, of Asia. And yeah, it's a reason we have like so many people, so many people that look differently. And it's the heart of the Silk Road. Of course people, Will not look yeah. the same, right? Yeah, like I mean, literally and, everywhere is so multi-ethnic. Like we talk about this in yeah. like quote unquote yeah. Arab countries, but also like in Afghanistan and in Iran, and like in literally every other yeah. country, people have these like myths yeah. of ethno purity, and they're just not historically exactly. true at all. Yeah, exactly. And so like you know, it were also like Sikhs and Hindus in Afghanistan um, a couple years, many years ago, <laughs> and um, I think people have to know also the bad parts of their history where they harassed other minority groups, you know? So like the, Af the six Afghan Sikhs and Afghan Hindus, they didn't really have the best time. They're still not having a really good time in Afghanistan, mm -hmm. to be honest. And, um, you know, like, yes, the government gave or is giving them a hard time, but so is, so is the, like, so are the people. And, you know, they're harassing them in school, mm -hmm. like teachers and students, like harassing Sikh um, kids. And um, I don't think there are many Hindus left in Afghanistan, but there's a very small community of Afghan Sikhs in, um, in, in Kabul. Um, there was an attack actually on one of their, um, one of their uh, temples, I think, is that the right term? Mm -hmm. I think it was last year, winter last year some, at some point. And so, um, yeah, we have to be aware of that. So, you know, just wandering mm -hmm. around being like, uh, Afghans are all Pashtuns are like, there are only like four ethnicities in Afghanistan. It's not true. And so I think it's really important for people to understand their history, if you're Afghan, your history or outsiders as well. And that's why it was important to me to, to talk about these things. And also, you know, Afghans in Iran, um, the way they're treated, I have, uh, um, I, have an I have a highlight on that. It's too long for like a publication or for a post. And people are not, yeah, and people are just not aware of that. Like, Iranians are not aware of that. Some Afghans are not even aware of that. You know, they're also like, I've met Afghans that are pro-Iran and like, uh -huh, what? <laughs> How is that possible? So yeah, that's, um, that's that on minorities, yeah. I really like that you brought up that this is a, especially an issue, like going back to the minority erasure, um, mm -hmm that it's often an issue within the diaspora. Cause like, I think, yeah, yeah I, I mean, you and I, when we were emailing, we, we did touch on like that a lot of times people in the diaspora think that they are more of an expert on the country of their parents than they actually are. And like, Ugh, it's really important. Ass. Yeah. And it's really important that we maintain connections with people actually living in the country and like listen to what mm -hmm. is going on yeah. and like 
from them and not just like assume that oh just because I'm connected familiarly with a particular country that like I have yeah. all this in-depth knowledge um mm -hmm. like on Agreed. one hand yes we have we we do have some insight but like it's important that I think it's, it's both like, connections like, both ways are important yeah and I think it's it's in also important not to assume that it just like goes one way like I uh, yeah. for me like connecting to people um and in, in the region has been like really important for me for like learning a lot of things that like I had gaps in culturally growing up but I think yeah, um, mm -hmm. also like there's just also like certain things we have a lens on in the diaspora that I think are also important, important. to people in, totally. in the region yeah. such as like lenses on I think knowing how we're racialized in the US mm -hmm. and Europe yeah. is gonna is also like we have direct insight on that and I think that's also useful to people in the countries because like yeah. colonialism is a thing so True. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I said it yeah, more but... as a self-critique thing of like I mean I think it's know, both like... I think it's definitely both like I think I think it's just important to have yeah, yeah I think that I communication think... both yeah. ways is important mm. yeah for me it's more like I completely agree with what you said however I think what sometimes what people in diaspora do not understand is our fight here, like being racialized, yeah. is a completely, it's it's not tangible for like people, like, let's say in Afghanistan, they don't understand because their fight is a completely different fight, totally, right? Yeah. So, but also by what we, so we want to dismantle like the system, you know, like we want to, we want to get hired, at, you know, like let's say mm. for, I don't know, X company, but at the same time, we have to understand that ultimately we enjoy certain privileges yeah, of because of the system that exploits people back in our homeland right and i think many times people don't see that part and that's super important because um i don't i mean i don't have really like a real solution to that but that's something we have to be aware of and um we have to stop about like people are like sometimes they make like these weird ass comments about uh people like Back home, they're so resilient, they're so strong, and oh yeah, they. Um, oh god, I oh hate my that. god, yeah. Right, and then there was I don't know if you guys saw this, but this happened uh, maybe even a month ago or like four, uh, three weeks, uh, something around that. There was this girl that um, killed a Taliban member. Yeah. Like had a. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give a bit of context just for anyone who's listening and hasn't heard about it. Sure. Um, there was this girl, and she um, killed one of the Taliban members, and then her picture she was like 14 13 she was a super young girl so yeah her picture was all every was all over the place and i first found out about her on social media and uh people were, like praising her i saw all these afghan pages praising her oh she's so resilient we need more strong women like this i'm like first of all it's not a woman second of all she shouldn't even be in that goddamn yeah, place have to i mean like yeah. yes like, that's well, impressive but why why let's a, a 13 year old like, had to kill someone yeah like so, right, right. and then at the end yeah the, like the back of the history was or this background story was that guy she was married to that guy she was forcefully married to that guy but because her father like it was a family for it's like her father had some kind of issue with them and then she was married off to like resolve that issue i can't i can't exactly recall what it was uh -huh. but and then people are like praising her i'm like y'all you gotta just like if this uh -huh. were in, in in the states people would call child services totally right? yeah, yeah. But here you are praising her and having all these long ass like prayers on like on your Instagram story about how brave she was. I'm like, this is wrong. Yeah. This is this is the actual problem you guys in the diaspora, like we and the diaspora are having, like thinking they are resilient or like fetishizing 
them somehow. Like oh, people do this a lot with Kurdish uh, female fighters too. Yeah. And it's it's not right. Like you know, like they all like, wow, let's pray for them and all. For and for the love of God, stop posting like trauma porn. It's wrong on so many levels. And um, you know, or like recently in in Beirut, I saw this tweet about uh, what did she say? She said our beautiful homeland and um, Paris is like no Beirut is like the Paris of the Middle East or something I hate that. <laughs> yeah I'm like, like no it's the why Beirut do, why do you need to compare everything it's to Beirut. Paris it's not Paris it's nothing it's Beirut like yeah someone, it has a name what? someone posted had, like some someone was like no yeah. it's not the Paris of the Middle East it's Beirut it's the Beirut of the world <laughs> exactly and so like just because your country or that city is as beautiful as a western city that's that's why it's worthy of not being bombed what kind of logic is that yeah yeah there's been so, a yeah, lot of weird like i don't know with beirut especially there's a lot of like weird like you should pay attention to us because we're kind of european adjacent and like yeah. it's like oh. why does that even gotcha. a thing <laughs> Um, when there's also that like resilience, stuff, I hate the, like, I hate the resilience thing Beirut. so much yeah. in a lot of yeah. contexts. But like especially now, people are like, oh look, it's people cleaning up rubble together. How resilient! And it's like, yeah, no. but but like, what? no, the government didn't <laughs> clean up that. So, so what else? Is the government? Oh, okay, okay, the government. Sorry, sorry, I didn't get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or like, I completely. Agree. I don't know. I had a friend there who like tweeted like, "I don't want to be a motherfucking resilient phoenix right now." Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. Well, like, no. It's 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 just. It's also like by saying that you're taking something away from them, and also like you know like you're taking their story away because they don't want to be resilient. They just want to have a a normal life like we are having the diaspora and and also like my other my other issue is when we say we like well not we afghans or but we like i don't know we can say we we i'm just gonna say we afghans for, sure, for the sure. sake of it for yourself, yeah. Yeah. but um they say yeah we afghans we are refugees but some of us are not like i am the daughter of refugees i am not a refugee do you like for me it's super yeah. important to get those terms right because i am not a refugee my parents were refugees mm -hmm. um i am the daughter of refugees um there's a um a nice German word for that. Like if you are a descendant of refugees, it's, a, okay. it's literally translated. It's having a migrant background, kind of. Yeah, so it's like that. German they have a word, word for that That's... in German. Yeah, oh, German has a word for everything. Yeah. It's lovely. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just love it. <laughs> it's the one thing I love about the German language. You have a word for like really freaking good. everything. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah. And so like that is who I am. But like people, I see this a lot on social media and people like we are refugees. We are, the, you're not, you're not, your parents are, you are not. <laughs> yeah. Because I do not know what it's like to live in a camp. I do not know what it means to start having no money. I know because I've seen my parents, but I don't know what it is. Like, you know what I mean? So, you you and wrote so a great is... article where you were like, refugee oh, yes. and asylum seeker, etc. that's a temporary label. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And this yeah, and it's, seems so popular. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it, yeah, it's true. And like in that article, like, we tend to like, um, throw all these words around like asylum seeker, migrant, and, and refugee. It's like all one thing, but it's not. And like, for example, you know, like I, if you move, from Houston to New York, you migrated, right? Like migrating is nothing else but moving, yeah. essentially. Or like if you go to, if like Alia goes back to Saudi Arabia just to live there because she finds like some really cool, like finds a really cool job, then she migrated, right? Essentially she'd be there on an expat, but 
Like, yeah. if you go, like, if you do, you know, what do they call, like, a census, then she's a migrant, right? Mm-hmm. But the connotation is different. If someone from Saudi Arabia goes to the States to live there and to find work, he's a migrant too, yeah. but there's a different connotation. And it's not the same mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, because, you know, like, I think that's super important to understand those differences and that a refugee is essentially a legal term because first that mm-hmm. person is an asylum seeker and then it's a, and then that person once it's granted refugee then it's a, refu- a refugee status and it's refugee and you know like it's just a quick google search it's like you know you put it on it on google and then like there will you have four pages that will explain to you all those differences and it's really not hard yeah. and i don't understand why people just don't want to google it well, it's like, like amnesty international has like a whole long article on it so <laughs> Well, um, yeah, yeah, and like those terms don't like someone might identify as a refugee for the rest of their life if they went through it themselves. Like, but exactly. but you That's up to them. yeah, but you brought up a good point of like it doesn't necessarily carry on like through the generations. Like, uh, yeah. the next generation can't claim that same experience. Um, exactly, you can have trauma like, from you like you can have inherited trauma. Inherited, like, exactly. You can definitely experience the aftermath of like what your parents have gone through in how mm-hmm. your parents interact with you, but it's not the same. It's not the yeah. same, yeah. And it, it is. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's really important to distinguish between that and like not try to fully claim someone else's. Yeah, I think that's like why we have all these words for it because it's not this, like yeah someone made up the word inherited trauma so that we wouldn't have to. Yeah pretend that things happen that they didn't i don't know yeah exactly and i think it's important to have these words and it's important like your trauma your experiences are super important like being the the child of a refugee or being the child of like um immigrants or whatever it's it's important but like i do think terms like these legal terms are important to distinguish and to understand fully what it actually means yeah. yeah, and like like you said, like, like no someone... one's saying your problems are not important. It's just they're just different, right? Right, and yeah. even like for people, I think another point related to this is like, oh yeah, you said that someone might identify as a refugee for the rest of their life, but also someone might not. And someone like, might so not. someone yeah. might be like, that was a legal status I had from X Y Z to X Y Z. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. that doesn't, like people can choose what yeah. defines them it's, or not. It's kind of like you totally. know, like someone yeah. would identify as queer, and that will be their like. If you ask, like, who are you? It'll be, uh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm Ellen and I'm queer, right? Mm-hmm. And that will be important to them. But I can't go around and be like, oh, I, uh, yeah, that, that's Maria and she's queer, right? If she doesn't identify as that, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing. It can be a political statement for someone. It can be like a political identity and that's going to be their identity for the rest of their life because that's what they want. But it's up to them. And so we can't run around and be like, oh, that's Ahmed the refugee or that's uh, yeah. Fatma the refugee. No, yeah. that's. Ahmad, Ahmed, like full stop, nothing yeah. more, nothing less. And then you can go on and see whatever, whatever that person or how that person identifies. And that's important. Yeah. I think also like labeling people as refugees, like not from the person themselves, but from the outside also just has this very like condescending trauma porn. Yes. Yes, exactly. Situations. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, co- that's also what like news article are like, go- that's what they go for. Right. Yeah. They do that to get more, more like attraction attention everything Mm -hmm. to their article or to their pictures you know the photographs taken these very vulnerable situations and that's what that's it that's that's their aim right they just kind of like i don't know what they yeah they just want to probably like this they want to sell their story and then they also want like they want our sympathy but our sympathy values nothing it's value zero right because like Mm -hmm. a person does not 
need my sympathy to cross borders and to like live a life in dignity because it's not up to me it's not up to my sympathy or anything right i don't know if i'm making sense yeah like yeah, you, don't, you don't you yeah, don't like don't apply for a visa and it's like i have 12 I sympathy need... points yeah. <laughs> everyone has the right to move everyone has the right to like leave no matter your reasons at the end of the day you move because you think you want something better for yourself for your family or for whatever reasons and that's legit and that's fine but like yeah don't go and like i don't know yeah don't equate things that aren't the same yeah yeah yeah, exactly and don't put people in a vulnerable situation like or like display their situation more like that yeah Yeah. um before we wrap up um what do you hope to use your platform for in the future like other issues you plan to highlight if you know anything that you want to mention Yeah, so I think um, the topics that we've been talking about, I think they're just going to be topics I'm just going to keep talking about. And um, I think I want to focus a little bit more on Latin America and the Caribbean, just because I had the opportunity to live there, some of the countries. And so I really, and I have a lot of friends that are from that region. So I'm very attached to that region. You know, like these white people that wish their like grandma was karaoke or something. <laughs> I do wish my DNA <laughs> I'm like that. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be uh, telling the truth. I do wish <laughs> I was there somehow, but I know it's wrong, but I do wish it. <laughs> sure. um, so yeah, like uh, kind of like that. So I know, but um, jokes aside, I do want to showcase more, because um, a lot of the information is in Spanish. And yeah. so, you know, like if you don't speak Spanish, you probably not going to understand. And so, yeah, um, I just uploaded actually a post about Aviayala, what it actually means, like the indigenous name for Latin America. Yeah. So, yeah, go check that out. Um, and I maybe just, you know, keep up. I just, um, I want to talk about the, maybe also about sexual pleasure, mm-hmm. um, what that means. Also in the terms of like, Sexual pleasure is not a taboo. It, it should be something that our communities should be talking more about. And um, I know it's hard, yeah, but yeah. you've got to start somewhere. And um, and if we don't start talking about it, then things like abuse, they will have like this really bad stigma attached to it, right? Because your worth is between your legs, apparently, for us um, female. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to like dismantle that a bit and talk a little bit more about it. But I was thinking maybe also creating a post about like I know I don't have many followers that are parents but um at least I think I do I don't know maybe I do um but I do want to make a post for parents when their children come out to them and especially if they come from a conservative background because I think that's something it's going to be hard for your parents if you if they come from if they come from a conservative background and um I sometimes I think what parents overlook is that if your child actually wants to come out or like is coming out to you then it means that this kid or this person actually thinks it has somehow a safe space with you so don't take that away from your kid right and I yeah so I wanted maybe like I don't know how the post is going to be if it's going to be advice or just going to be like some you know because not every conservative family is the same right so also not a monolith but um you know maybe some like guidelines I don't know and um yeah just the safe space and keep post about anti-blackness because that's not over you know even though it seems like a trend but it's not um especially afghan people um or like our communities in general you know we have a lot of uh, yeah a lot of racism going on towards black people or darker people and just you know safe space for people to come and check out and if they want to have a conversation then they can um yeah that's pretty much it 
I mean, you never know what I, maybe tomorrow I come up with something else, but <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, that, all, that all sounds really awesome. Yeah, I'm really glad you started this. Wait, one final oh, question. Thank you. What, what, yeah. How'd you come up with the handle? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, <laughs> <laughs> so that actually comes from, like, from my love to Latin American beaches. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I cool. love the beach, and it's funny because Afghanistan doesn't have a beach, obviously, <laughs> landlocked yeah. country, and so um, I love beaches. It's my favorite place to be and so um uh yeah i was thinking i kind of wanted to like combine those two things that i love the most i love afghan culture i love everything that has to do with afghanistan um and i also love i don't want to say the entire continent because i don't want to be like these people that you know like oh africa is so beautiful (laughs) but um i do i i have seen many countries and i have seen many beaches around so yeah i wanted to kind of like combine those two things and so I thought BT Afghan. Awesome. That's a good thing to it too. Yeah. 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 I, I, and so I, yeah. I actually don't know this. Yeah. Is there an Afghan diaspora in um Latin America? Yes, I'm sure there's there some, is. but like there what, is actually, where? yeah, and it's funny and it's in Ecuador. I'm gonna do a post about oh, wow. that at some cool. point too. Yeah, it's a it's pretty big. It's not that small. Uh, I was really surprised Ecuador, I didn't know why, but yeah, there is. And um that's also what I love about Latin America. It's so diverse and I think people yeah, do not is. understand that from a lot like a lot of the time they're just like, Oh Latinos are all the same. And, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. um and you know, like so I think I wanna like shed light more on on, on the the diversity it has. Um like every other continent. Every continent is super diverse, but it's just one of the continents I'm very familiar with. I would even say I'm a little bit more familiar with than my own continent, like Asian continent, to be honest. Um, just out of interest and curiosity and um privilege of have yeah privilege of having these experiences and so yeah cool well i'm excited uh, to so. read more about it me too um, so. thank you so yeah. much this is great thank you guys Connecting. for having me i was yeah. so like when you guys said oh do you want to like you know have an do an episode i was like really oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Like it's like I always get the same. I always get the same feeling when whenever someone asks. When I ask, no, but when I ask, and then the person's like, "Oh yes, I'll do it." I'm like, "Ooh, they want to be on our podcast." Or like recently, when like other people were like, "Do you want to be on this other podcast?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, wow, I feel so special." Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God. Did they really ask me? Did I just, did I just get a message from them? I was like, oh my God. And my daydreaming is so cool. It's like, you know, it's like one of the podcasts you listen to, you like on your way home, you're like in the train, you're in the bus. And then like never in a million years would I have thought that I would be here, you know? So okay, it's a huge you and I'm super, super grateful. And I love that you guys are doing this. This is such a nice podcast. And every time Thank like I you. listen to a new episode, it's so beautiful. Like you have people from all over the world and it's, it's really, really nice. And I Thank really think so that, and the name is super catchy too. Yeah, yeah. We're like, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it so people can Google it. Yeah. 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 And super, super, exactly super easy, super catchy. <laughs> yeah, no, and I really, I really, really like it. So yeah. Thank, Thank you. you for having Thank me so much. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Um, Everyone go follow the Beachy Afghan. Yeah. And you can find Everyone us. go follow the Queer Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> follow. Um, and yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Insta. And find our website at thequeerarabs.com. And reach out to us by email if you like doing that. The, the queerarabs at gmail.com. Actually, do you have any other platforms that you want to shout out? Or is like other than your Instaplat? Um, I do have, I have my articles uploaded on Medium. So if anyone has yeah, Medium, um, really I'm going to article. be uploading a couple of um, more articles in the future on Medium. 
just because I think it's the easiest platform to have articles to write things. Um, yeah, that's it. I have Twitter, but I don't use it. So at least not actively. And so, yeah, the Instagram and Medium is going to be the places where I'm at more, most active. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.